Hello, this is Leslie Groffa-Tenzer, and this is Law to Fact. Today, we're speaking with Dean Emily Gold-Waldman about equal protection and disparate impact. Emily Gold-Waldman is a professor and assistant dean for external affairs at the Elizabeth Haub School of Law at Pace University where she teaches constitutional law, civil procedure, employment law, and law and education. Today, in part two of our two-part series on equal protection, Dean Wallman explains how to analyze a government law or rule that is facially neutral, but has the potential to have a disparate impact on a suspect class. We talk about an issue that is in the news, particularly here in the New York area, which is the entrance exam to Stuyvesant High School, the most academically elite public high school in New York City. Recently, the New York City School Board was criticized for its admissions procedure of relying heavily on an administered entrance exam. Because members of underrepresented minorities fared much more poorly than their non-minority counterparts on the exam, the entrance exam and the admissions based on it has the negative effect of excluding racial minorities, particularly African Americans, from entrance to the school. Dean Waldman explains how to identify and evaluate the constitutionality of a law which seems neutral on its face, in this case limiting ambition based on test scores, when the law has a disparate impact on a suspect class. This episode is a viewer request. Have a topic you'd like us to address? Email us at lawtofact at gmail.com or tweet us at lawtofact. And if you like us, please rate us on any of the platforms on which you listen to our podcast. Okay, here's Dean Waldman on Equal Protection Clause and Disparate Impact. All right. Well, thank you for coming back. And now we left with a cliffhanger. Season one is over. It's time for season two. All right. So the question is, how do we deal with, for lack of a better word, a statute that is facially neutral but has a disparate disparate impact? Right. A disparate impact with respect to some sort of characteristic that would get heightened review. Right. So it's facially neutral, but it has a disparate impact with respect to race. Right. Which, as we know, if the government were facially classifying based on race, you do strict scrutiny or a statute that's facially neutral, but it's having a disparate impact as to sex. And as we know, if it were facially classifying based on sex, it would trigger intermediate scrutiny. Correct. Right. But but when it but when it's facially neutral, yeah. that's rational basis. Like if well, you just so that's what it. we're going to talk right. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's facially neutral. Yeah. So it's a statute that to work for the police department, you have to be able to run a mile in eight minutes. Right. Or it's a statute that gives preference to veterans. Right. And more veterans are men than women. Okay. Right. So there I are see. all sorts of things that are neutral on their face. Right. Right. Like veteran status, that's not a suspect classification. Right. But it can still have a disparate impact. Okay. And so the question is, well, what does a court do then? Mm-hmm. Does it apply the heightened level because it's having a disparate impact, or does it just do rational basis? And here is the answer. This is another area, by the way, that people really disagree about how the court should handle these cases. Um, some people would say, look, if this thing is having a disparate impact as to sex, you should do intermediate scrutiny. It's hurting people on the basis of their sex. Or if this particular government law or policy is having a disparate impact as to race. Like, for example, we left off in our last podcast talking about in New York City, the way you get into these super elite public high schools is by taking this one test. And it seems like people of certain races and national origin are doing worse on the test. So some people say, you should do strict scrutiny. It's having a disparate impact based on race. That is not the path. Right. sort of forecast it. That's not the path that the Supreme Court has taken. What the Supreme Court has instead said is that if there's something that's neutral on its face, you just do rational basis review unless you can show 
that not only is it having a disparate impact as to that category, but there was the intent to discriminate. Oh, interesting. So if you have the intent to discriminate plus the impact, then you treat it as though it's facially classifying, right? So take the test to get into right, science. I was going to say. Suppose you could produce some smoking gun evidence, evidence that mm-hmm. the reason that test is being used mm-hmm. is that the people who are making the decisions, they really want to keep people of a certain race out. Right. Right. Suppose you could uncover evidence where they say, well, look, we know we can't facially discriminate based on race. I know what we'll do. We'll have this test and people of a certain race are going to do worse. And that's how we're going to keep people of a certain race out. If you had something like that, which doesn't exist, by the way, does not exist, exist. it's just a hypothetical, right? Then a court would say, aha, it's not just a disparate impact. There was actually the intent to discriminate based on race. And therefore, we're going to do strict scrutiny just like we would if they were facially discriminating based on race. Same thing with sex or gender, right? If you have some law, like a law, and this is a real case, that gives preference to veterans, right? and you can show not only is this having a disparate impact on women, but we can prove that the reason they passed this law was to try to keep women out of these jobs, then you would do intermediate scrutiny. You would say, this is like a facial classification against women, so we're doing intermediate scrutiny. But without that showing of intent to discriminate... You're stuck in rational basis world. So, all right. So, so let's talk about Stuyvesant Town, right? Not Stuyvesant Town. Stuyvesant High School. <laughs> there is a Stuyvesant Town. Right? Right. That's an apartment complex. <laughs> That's an apartment complex. So, Stuyvesant High School. Yeah. First of all, it's incumbent upon the plaintiff mm-hmm. to show that the school board is basically has this hidden agenda. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. I mean, it's funny. Technically, with Stuyvesant, it's actually New York State that decides. But yes, they would have to show in a case. And this is why, by the way... The plaintiff has to the show. The plaintiffs would have to show. And what I was going to say is this is why like this test is continuing to be used. They can't really show this. Right. To get it struck down... Right. I mean, po- politically, maybe it'll get changed at some point in the okay, future. But to get it struck down right. by a court, they would have to show not only that it's having a disparate impact, right. which would be easy to show right. from the statistics, they would also have to show that there was a discriminatory intent behind the choice to keep using this test. Right. And all New York State, and I'm not saying, but New York State shows, look, the only way to get through all the applicants is to just do a numbers game. Yeah, or they could say, we think the best measure of who's going to do well at the school is this test. They could say whatever they, as long right. as there's not a discriminatory intent, right. Right. you're stuck in rational basis right. world. So the plaintiffs, and like I said, this is why I think this test persists. Maybe when you say this test, you the, mean the, the, the Stuyvesant test. Yeah, right. so like I was thinking, people are probably reading these articles that are like, oh my gosh, there are only you know seven people, um, I think there are only about seven African-Americans yeah. Yeah, eight, entering yeah. the class of hundreds. Right. And I was thinking, probably people are reading that and thinking, well, how is that legal? Right. The reason it, why it's legal, the reason why it hasn't been struck down as a violation of equal protection is, yes, the test is having a disparate impact, but there's no showing of discriminatory intent. That doesn't mean they shouldn't change it, but it right. just means they don't constitutionally have to change right. the, it. Right. The Constitution doesn't mandate that they change it. Yeah. For, if, for they equal could, if they yeah. could prove discriminatory intent, right. then a court would apply strict scrutiny. Um, and the add-on to this is, what do we mean by intent? Um, because sometimes in the law, intent just means, well, something was reasonably foreseeable and you went ahead and did it. Mm-hmm. Other times, intent means that was actually your purpose. What the Supreme Court has said in this context is it has to be the purpose of the government. 
So a case that I always like to talk about here is a case called Feeney that probably people are reading in constitutional law, Personnel Administrator versus Feeney. And this was about, we alluded to this before, Massachusetts passed a statute giving veterans preference for certain civil service jobs. Okay. And at the time this happened, in the late 70s, like 98% of the veterans were met. So by passing this law that gave preference to veterans, it was clearly going to have a disparate impact on women. Right. It was clearly going to help men. Not all right. men. Right. But, but within the veteran right. pool, it was almost all men. Right. Right. And so this was challenged as an equal protection problem. And what the Supreme Court said was you would need to show intent to discriminate against women. And by that, we don't just mean that they were probably aware that this would have a disparate impact. Right. That's not good enough. Right. You have to show that the, the disparate impact was their goal. Right. It can't just be, yes, we knew it had a, we know it has a disparate impact, but we think helping veterans is so important that we're okay with that. It has to be something like, oh, here's how we'll keep women out of these jobs. Ha ha, we'll pass a veteran statute. You actually have to show that was the goal. Not just that the government was aware of it and were, was willing to do it anyway, but that that was actually what they were striving for. Got it. So like with the Stuyvesant thing, it's not going to be enough for plaintiffs to say, well, look, at this point, you know this test is having a disparate impact. Right. You're still using it. That shows discriminatory intent. No, that's not good enough. They would actually have to show that they're continuing to use it out of a desire to keep that race out of the school. So can you think of any cases in recent history where... Yeah, that's a great question. There have not been that many because it's such a tough showing. There are some old cases. So, for example, there was a case with, like, a racial gerrymander where Mm -hmm. the district used to be a square and then it was gerrymandered. So it was, like, a 28-sided little thing to leave (laughs) it to exclude all African-Americans. It's a case called Gomillion. And there the court was like, look, it's a 28-sided. <laughs> right, you right. went from a square to that. Like, there it's so obvious what uh-huh. you were trying to do. Uh-huh. It's exactly drawn to leave out all the people right. of a certain race. Right. Things like that can work. Right. But that doesn't happen that much. So it's yeah. actually, it makes it a super hard test to pass. Yeah. And what's sort of ironic, we won't get too much into this, is like employment discrimination law actually deals with this question differently. Uh-huh. If there's a disparate impact, that can actually be enough to have an underemployment law, to have a problem. At that point, the employer has to show, yes, we really need to do this. But con law, it's a much tougher standard. Disparate impact alone is never enough. You have to show intent. And so I always tell my students, like, impact plus intent gets you to the point where you can apply the heightened review. So if it's with respect to race, you would do strict scrutiny. Mm -hmm. If it's with respect to sex, you would do intermediate scrutiny. Mm -hmm. It's like impact plus intent makes it the functional equivalent of a facial classification. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yes. Occasionally, people get mixed up and they're like, oh, so impact plus intent with sex discrimination, I would do strict scrutiny. No. The best you're getting there is intermediate scrutiny. Right. Impact plus intent for race will get you to strict scrutiny. Impact plus discriminatory intent for sex will get you to intermediate. But you've got to have that showing of intent. Okay. So let me make sure I understand what you're okay. saying. So what you're saying is you get a statute, right? I'm going to kind of start at the beginning. Yeah. I read the statute, and the statute seems to discriminate upon race. I'm going right to strict scrutiny. Yep. The statute seems to discriminate upon sex. I'm going right to intermediate scrutiny. Yeah. The statute seems to not discriminate at all. Then I have to ask myself, is it really not discriminating? Or is it yeah. facially but I just want to correct one. Okay, yep. The statute's always discriminating, meaning classifying in some way. Okay. Right? Right. You want to say, on what basis is this classifying, right? So okay. Okay. The statute, right on its face, is classifying based on race. 
go straight to strict scrutiny. Okay. If it's classifying based on sex, go straight to intermediate scrutiny. If it's classifying on the basis of something else, like veteran status right. or test score, you would say, well, look, that's not a protected characteristic, so probably it's just getting rational basis review. Right. The only way I can do something higher than that right. is by looking at, well, is it having a disparate impact as to one of those protected things? And is there a showing of intent to discriminate against one of those things? So let's take the veteran statute. Okay. I, there's a law school hype exam, and it says this state is going to give preference in hiring to veterans. You would want to say, well, veteran status right on its face is not a suspect classification, so probably it's just going to be rational basis review. And then suppose the question goes on to say, well, it's having a disparate impact against women right. because most men are veterans. Then you would say... If there's disparate impact and there's also some showing that there was an intent to discriminate against women, that's how you get up to intermediate scrutiny. Right. And the but if the question doesn't give you anything indicating discriminatory intent, then there's nothing to do. No. You would explain that on the right. exam. You'd say, I'm just doing rational basis because veteran status is not a suspect classification. Right. It is having a disparate impact as to women. But because there's no showing that there was an intent to discriminate against women, I can't do intermediate scrutiny. Correct. So when we get to that disparate impact, if the disparate impact is intent to discriminate against women, we go to intermediate scrutiny. Yeah. If the disparate impact is intent to discriminate against race, we go to strict scrutiny. Yeah. And it's two different things, right? It could be having a disparate impact as to race, and then you would say, was there that intent? Right. 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 So it's not enough to have both. a disparate impact. Not enough to have a disparate but, impact. But I guess what you I'm need s- the intent. Right. So what I'm saying, which is what you already said, is when you see a statute that looks neutral on its face, yes. the first thing you have to do is figure out whether there really is a disparate impact uh-huh. from this neutral statute. Yes. And once you figure out what classification of, of people the disparate impact affects, yes. that's going to dictate which level of scrutiny you go to. Exactly. And when you go to that level of scrutiny... You only go there if you can show not just that there was a disparate impact, but upon a showing that they intended to discriminate against that particular group, right? Yes. Great. All right, so let's end on that note. I just want to say thank you again for coming because you really do explain this in a way that really makes it so understandable and lays it out for the exams. I'm glad you made some time for us again today. Thank you so much. Thank you. So that's my discussion with Dean Waldman. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, as always, to www.bensound.com for the music. And again, we'd love to hear your feedback. Enjoy your day.